Blog Talk Radio.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. Reaching out radio family across the globe. You're listening to In the Word with Sister Pearl on Reaching Out Radio this evening. Uh, I don't know when you might be listening to it, but uh, I'm actually broadcasting it on August the 23rd on a Sunday evening. I just want to thank God for all of you that have tuned in. First of all, I want to greet you in the majestic, mighty, powerful, and unchanging name of Jesus, who is our Savior, our Redeemer, our King, our Defender, and the only wise God, the one, the only one who sustains us, our Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, our Jehovah Nisi, our Jehovah Shama, our Jehovah Rapha. And maybe one Sunday evening, I might just share with you some of the tremendous meanings of those, just a few of the names of our God. God has been truly kind, merciful, and very gracious to us. Amen? Amen. It's my privilege to be with you another time. We thank God for life. We thank God for health. We thank God that we're yet um, able to broadcast. And I want to welcome my listeners. First of all, in my Jerusalem, in the United States of America, but I also want to welcome and give a hearty welcome to my brothers and sisters listening to me tonight, uh, or maybe it's in the morning, in the wonderful great continent of Africa. God bless you so very much. From the east to the west coast, from the north to the south coast of Africa, we welcome you. And also Asia. Uh, we welcome all of our Asian nations that are able and privileged to get Reaching Up Radio. Uh, China and Taiwan and, and so many other wonderful um, countries in Asia. Thailand, South Korea, Japan so many others. We want to welcome Asia. And then I want to welcome all of our brothers and sisters. And even if you don't know the Lord yet, but you're listening from a nation in the great continent of Europe, we want to bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus. So happy to have our European listeners with us uh, tonight. And also for those from uh, South America, God bless you. Bienvenido, hermanos y hermanas. And God bless all of you that are listening from the Caribbean nations. Uh, we thank God for you, from our um, friends, our sisters, our brothers, just to the north of us in the great uh, country of Canada. We welcome you. Welcome also our friends listening uh, from Australia. God bless you, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, if you're listening from the Fiji Islands, uh, we welcome you, we welcome you, welcome you. God bless you. Uh, so many wonderful, wonderful people that have been uh, listening from all over. Uh, if I have not mentioned your nation, which I didn't mention the great majority of them, but just know that you're so welcome to join us. And I pray that what you hear tonight will be something that will uh, resound in your heart, something to give you encouragement, perhaps direction, maybe even a little correction if necessary, but something to help you along your journey, the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's just open it up by praying and, and seeking the face of God to bless the time that's remained where you and I will be together. Heavenly Father, in the name that's above every other name, the name of the Lord Jesus, we just come and bless you. We say like, King David, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless your holy name. We bless you, Lord Jesus. I pray that uh, the people will never remember who I am because I am not important, but your word is very important. The word that I'm about to share is extremely important. So for that reason, I pray that every it would be attentive to the words that you give me to speak, and that it would go on good ground, 
and it would accomplish that which you have ordained for it to accomplish, that it would break chains and break fetters, bring light where there is darkness, bring peace where there is turmoil, and bring truth where there has been deception. Father God, make us fit as the people of God in this critical time that you have allowed us to live in. You could have chosen for us to be alive in any other century, in any other time in history, but you have purposely, divinely ordained us to be alive, loving you, knowing you, serving you for such time as this. So we want to be faithful to the holy call of God upon our lives, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so tonight, the Lord has given me a message. I've just entitled it with one word, fit. Fit for the master's service in the days where you and I are living in. We need to be fit. Just think about um, going to the shopping uh, mall. Or going to a tailor, if you can afford tailor-made clothes, or if you can make them yourself. You want something that will fit you nicely. You want something that's suitable for the occasion. And you and I need to be suitable for this occasion that God has anointed us and called us to live in. We need to be appropriate for the times. We need to be salt and we need to be light. Now, I've never spoken on this word except for once before, and that was on August the 1st, I believe it was. And I was asked uh, to speak, to just give a five-minute word and greeting to some people that I had met, wow, like about 30 years ago. And I had ministered over a few years uh, to them, perhaps once or twice every year, at an international student conference. Now, these students came from many, many, many countries of, uh, from the continent of Africa, but also they came from many European countries. I remember uh, I met some students that also showed up on some occasions from uh, Guatemala, Honduras, So we had people from South America as well. And, of course, we had Americans, we had Canadians, but we had some Europeans. So we had Australians as well and New Zealanders as well. And so God gave me an opportunity to reconnect uh, with these precious brothers and sisters. Now they're much older, just as I'm much older. And some of them are big business people or they're housewives or they're pastoring or uh, medical personnel lawyers, whatever, but we reconnected recently, and in that just five to seven minutes that I had to share with them, I said, Lord, what am I going to bring to these people that I haven't seen them for all these years? The Lord immediately put in my spirit, I want you to talk about being fit for the day and the time that they are living in and that you're living in. And so I only had, like I said, about seven minutes at max. To share with, but now with you tonight, I have a bit more time. So I want to use uh, the same theme, being fit, but this time really expound on it with some additional time that I have available so we can go into it a little bit more in depth. Again, God has this word, not just for them, but for you and for me again. So I'm going to look at the word fit and I'm going to make it into an acronym, focused, intentional, for the letter I, and then tenacious for the letter T. So fit, focused, intentional, and tenacious. Focus. In these days, my brothers, my sisters, we need to be very, very focused. Now, what does the word focus mean? It means pay particular attention to. 
And in this very strange environment that we're living in, if you're anything like me, it is very easy to be so in shock of things that is going on around us and being done to us and to other people that we can quickly forget to examine ourselves in the light of God's word. However, reality is, if you and I are to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, now this is the time more than ever before when the world needs to see, come on now, Christ in us, the very hope of glory. So the word speaks, the word focus is speaking of a person or their eyes and having the ability to adapt to the prevailing level of light and become able to see clearly in that level of light. Let me say that again. I want to go over the definitions of the word and the definitions of the word focus. Again, focus, that's the first Word that we're talking about in being fit for the master's use in the time where you and I are living in. So to be fit means we need to focus and pay a, a particular attention on everything that's going around you. We need to be mindful of it, yes. We need to watch and, 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 and not stub our, ourselves when we're walking by. But we need to more focus on a thus saith the Lord. We need to do what we have been challenged and encouraged to do in Psalm chapter 19, verse 14. We need to may the words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So the key is in today, 2020, we're almost, can you believe it? We're almost near the end of August. So we're nearing the close of August 2020. And just Thursday night, I was told by a, a dear sister of mine that we entered into the month of Elud in the Hebraic calendar. Now, I don't have time to go into that tonight. And I'm not going to try to make you think that I'm some kind of a Hebrew scholar. I'm not. But I am interested in the Jewish calendar because it's key. Everything pertaining to Israel is key, especially for those of us who know the truth of the word of God. So it is very key. We've entered into a special month in history. And if you have the time, go and look that up. We just got into the month of Elud on the Hebraic calendar. And so this word focus means that we need to adapt to the prevailing level of light and be able to see clearly. Now, I'm going to tell you very honestly, I'm having more difficulty to see clearly in the hour that we live in than I had in past times. However, I can also quickly say and very accurately say without embellishing, without lying, even to the slightest degree, that I am, thank God, able to adjust my spiritual eyesight to be able to see clearly, especially as I'm praying into it. I'm being intentional. I'm not just looking around. And we're going to talk about the word intentional in a bit. But let, we're not finished with the word focus. So how can you and I focus really in today's time that we're living in? Well, I know it'll be, it's so easy just to, you know, listen to what is happening in the news, you know, what's happening on these latest videos. And I'm not going to try to make you think that I have not been looking at some of these videos. I definitely am. I probably We'll continue to look at this, but I'm having to, you know, be mindful so that my time is not taken up 24-7 looking at videos, listening to the 
to the news, you know, watching the, the latest that's happening with this party or that party. And I say with all humility that I know it's not just Americans that are listening and looking intently at, at, at what is happening on the political scene of America. Because like it or not, we all know that whatever happens in America at some point of the or the other touches the world. And I just want to say as an American born, bred, and raised here, but also spent a chunk of my adult life in, a, in another nation, very foreign to this one, I want to say to all of my brothers and sisters that have been um, fervently, consistently, faithfully praying for us in America, I want to say for myself, for my family, for the family of Christ in America, thank you. Even for the people that don't know the Lord yet, I want to say uh, with a very humble heart, very grateful heart, thank you, dear brother. Thank you, dear sister. Thank you, body of Christ around the world, for praying for us in this critical time that we're all living in. We're all living in a time that's so different from what you and I have been accustomed to. So in this time, God is asking us to pray to him and to ask him to help us to adapt to the prevailing level of light. We know that the enemy is trying to take away all light, but he cannot do that. He cannot do that because God is not allowing him to do that and will not allow, allow him to do that. God will always have enough light available for us to be able to see clearly. First of all, we have the light of the gospel. Thank God the Holy Spirit is still here on planet Earth. And so we have the light of the glorious gospel. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to be more focused on God in this season. Forget about focusing on what is happening all around us. If we just focus on what is happening around us, we're going to lose our joy. We're going to lose our peace. Some of us might even lose our salvation. God forbid it. I pray that will not be the case with anybody hearing the sound of my voice. But in order for us to stay on target and to stay on the right road, we have to be intentional about focusing. What do we need to focus on the things of God? Well, we need to be staying in prayer. Amen. We need to be prayed up and not just you know, talking. We need to be praying. We, we need to be praying individually. We need to be setting aside time to meet with the Lord on a daily basis. We need to be not only praying individually. I believe in this hour, we need to be praying with other people of, of like mind that love God, that love the truth of his word, that love to see his kingdom expanded, that want to honor God, we need to find, even if it's just another person, two other people, three people, a congregation of people that love God, but we need to be joining together and praying, praying individually and praying corporately, praying uh, in season and praying out of season, praying according to the word, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying uh, discerning on what is going on around us. Well, we need to be praying led by the Holy Spirit. Then we need to be reading and meditating on the Word of God on a daily basis, not meditating on who said what on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, ABC, CBS, or whatever your major media channels might be in your country where you're listening from. Please, take the majority of the time that you would be listening to them. And I'm talking to Pearl. I'm talking to Sister Pearl. This is not just for you. This is for me first. This is 
sister to brother, sister to sister. This is for the body of Christ. I'm talking to pastors. I'm talking to bishops. I'm talking to spiritual leaders. I'm talking to spiritual mentors. I'm talking to directors of spiritual ministries. I'm talking to Christians that are working in the marketplace, that are working in the corporate world. I'm talking to everybody and anybody who's claiming to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the time to focus on the things of God, to adapt to the prevailing level of light, and to be able to see clearly in the natural and in the spiritual especially. We must be staying in prayer. We've got to be prayed up. If we're not prayed up, my Lord, are we for real? Do you really think that you're going to make it in this season, in this ungodly climate, without being in, in deep prayer? Well, I can tell you what the answer is. The answer is no. You're not going to make it. I'm not going to make it without staying prayed up, staying, uh, being led by the Holy Spirit on a moment-to-moment basis. Not a, you know, every every six hours I'll check in. No, 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 no. Not that might that might have passed by a few years ago, even though it still wasn't good back then. It's definitely not going to cut it today. And what do I mean, cut it in English? Meaning that's not good enough for you and I not to be prayed up. If we think that we can make it as Christians and we can make it by not praying, by not being in the word, by not seeking God's face on on a very consistent basis, then I'm here to tell you that's not good enough and uh, you're looking for a fall. And we're here on Reaching Out Radio, and I want to give a shout-out to the inspiration and the one who listened to the Lord as he put it in her spirit to even start this ministry, Evangelist Montel Fields. God bless you, woman of God. But I'm sure she, she put this together, Reaching Out Radio, because she knows that if we don't have God, Front and center, we're not going to be successful at life, period. Is that clear enough? We're not. So, especially as Christians, we need to be focused. We need to do, as the Apostle Paul told his spiritual son, Timothy, we need to keep a watch over ourselves. He told Timothy this, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. Timothy, I want you to watch your life and doctrine, not just your life, the doctrine that you are teaching and teaching to others. I want you to watch it closely. I want you to persevere in them, in what? In your life, that you're living a holy, acceptable, pleasing life before God and that your doctrine is aligned to the word of God. Because if you do what I'm telling you to do, son, you will save both yourself and your hearers. I'm going to have to stay here for a few additional minutes because if there were ever a time, if there was ever a time to adhere to follow through on Paul's teaching is in these critical days. So we need to focus on what God would have us focus on and stop constantly looking at all things which the world and other people and our own flesh would be looking at. A perfect example of this is what just happened earlier this year with George Floyd case. I would imagine that very few, if any of you even know of another man's name. We know of the name of George Floyd. We don't just know of his name in America. We know of his name throughout Africa, throughout Europe, throughout Australia, throughout um, Asia, throughout 
Central America, South America. We, we know of the name. You better believe it. All the European countries, they've heard of that name, George Floyd. But to, to show you how we need to stay on focus, I would, I would imagine that very few, even, even here in America, very few have ever heard the name Tony Temple. Now, Tony Temple was only 32 years old. He called the police August the 10th, listen to the year, 2016. He called the police and he was dead within the hour. Dead by the police. The police laughed, they joked, and they cursed while they killed him. Now, I have to be honest. I don't think they willfully killed Tony Temple. I think, this is just my opinion, after watching the video, I think they carelessly, because of them being careless with him, they killed him because they held him down. They held him down. He was already handcuffed. And, and, and one of the policemen, Tony Temple was white, Caucasian, the policeman that was kneeling in his back was also white, Caucasian. And Tony Temple was whimpering. He was saying, please, please, you're going to kill me. The man did not release his knee from on his back. And eventually, by the time the EMS got there, the, the emergency services got there, Tony Temple, 32 years of age, was dead. He had some mental problems. He probably was on some drugs. He was the one actually who called the police. But the police told him to get on the floor. Now, he said he didn't want to get on the floor. Police threw him on the floor. Put, one of them had his knee in his back, and that was in 2016, August. This makes four years. Now, the video, the camcorder that was on one of the policemen, that was only released three years after the fact. No hysteria, no rioting, no mobs, no burnings, no looting, no killing mass of other people, no defunding the police. And let, let me just say here, because especially to those of you that are outside of America, our men and women in blue are some of the finest people that walk the planet. Not every policeman or policewoman is careless or does reckless, horrible things to the citizens of this nation. The great majority of them are, are some of the best people that you will ever meet. They risk their lives on a daily basis, uh, facing some of the most horrific things imaginable. So I'm just saying that because you've heard about George Floyd, and now I told you about Tony Temple. So why is Sister Pearl talking about Tony Temple? Because if the Christians don't focus, we will allow the world to get us all hyped up on an issue that they want us to be hyped up on, and yet we're not dealing with what happened to all the rest of injustice, what happened to Tony Temple. But because Black, Black Lives Matter did not make a ruckus about Tony Temple, because, of course, he's not black, number one, and no biggie. What I'm saying is this. What happened to George Floyd was wrong, very wrong. I hated to see that. But I also would hate to see, when I looked at that video recently, what happened to Tony Temple when it was finally released, it was only released last year, 2019, it was horrible. I felt sick to my stomach looking at that. 32 years old, much younger than George Floyd, lost his life needlessly. Yet there was no mass hysteria expected or called for. Now, because of what happened to George Floyd, 
of course, uh, different factions within my country, America, had taken it upon themselves, defunded the police in many of our cities, our big cities. I'm from New York City. So here they defunded the police. Since they defunded the police, we've had more murders. Murders in this city, violent crimes have risen. A great number of the incarcerated have been let out of prison, supposedly due to COVID, and on and on it, it, it goes. Even some of those professing to shepherd people's souls, listen to this, some pastor even voted for lawlessness to reign in our city, voted to defund the police. This is the very height of injustice, but there's no marches about that. So the church is marching according to an ungodly group, a group that is against biblical marriage, a group, I'm talking about Black Lives Matter, the founders, what they're all about is not about black lives really being important. Black Lives Matter is about when white policemen kill black people, and then Black Lives Matter will be outraged. Now, I'm outraged as well, but I'm also outraged for what Black Lives Matter stands for. They stand for uh, destroying biblical marriage, promoting that which is against God and his ordinances, so they're promoting and advancing transgender, so you don't have to be the gender that you were born. As far as they're concerned, you can become any gender that you would like. According to to the LGBTQIA, there are like about 57 different genders. Of course, I don't know any more than two, but I have been, you know, having to get Reinstructed. I'm saying that facetiously, of course. I'm saying that sarcastically, because only genders that are true and are not a lie are the genders that God has created. But see, they're against that. They're against a male being in charge of the family, promoting for children to be reared by whosoever will. Let them come. So, so we have to be focused, men and women of God, that we don't just easily say, you know, in Spanish we have a saying, ay bendito, que pobrecito. You know, like, poor this one, or, or, you know, wow, poor that one. No, 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 we have to stop that kind of mess. And we've had to be focused on kingdom-minded business. What is God saying? He's saying don't just make a ruckus about that which happened to George Floyd, even though that was unjust. Make stand for all injustice. Stand up for the fact that schools, public schools are now pushing an ungodly agenda to small children, asking them to sexually experiment with one another at the ages of six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They're pushing an agenda that talks about pedophilia is just another sexual orientation. So they're trying to push that there's nothing wrong with grown adults being sexually intimate with young children. Are you kidding me? Injustice to the max. It is unjust to be killing and promoting and advancing, killing the unborn in their mother's wombs at any point of gestation. That is unjust. But where are the churches marching about that? We have to be careful, brothers and sisters. We have to be careful and talk about blacks asking whites to kneel before them 
to beg forgiveness. What I would like to see, which is completely unnecessary and ungodly, because where is the forgiveness? I would like I would like to see the church on their knees, on our knees, begging God to forgive us of our trespasses. Because if the church was doing what the church was born to do, of this lawlessness would not be taking place across America, across Europe, across African nations, across South America, North America, Europe, Australia. The church, in so many instances, has ceased being the church. If the church was truly being the church, little boys that sing on the choir, altar boys, would not be molested and raped by the priests. The marches for that are their lives not as important as George Floyd's. The children that have been kidnapped, sexually made into slaves, are their lives not as important as George Floyd's? The church cannot be led by an organization that is anti-God and then have the nerve to talk about social justice. Socialism does not know true justice. That's why one of the leaders from BLM, Black Lives Matter, she said, and I heard her say this, it is okay to go and steal major design stores like Gucci and other big names, St. Laurent and other big name stores. You can steal from them because that's reparation. And those, those big companies, they have insurance, so you can steal. See, that's social justice. The only justice that is the right justice is biblical justice because, you know, carnal man can never come up with real justice. Social justice is to defund police, let out criminals from jail, let them walk in the streets, kill more people, rape more women and, 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 and men, boys and girls, steal and destroy. That's social justice. Biblical justice can only be realized when Jesus is at the head. And remember that only God is just. To try to be just without Jesus is fake, is deception, is pride, and it's a lie. The only real and viable answer is to preach the cross of Jesus Christ. As again, the Apostle Paul instructed the church at Corinth. Corinth was very much like New York City and Chicago and L.A. or any other city that you know across the globe that's similar to the one I've just mentioned. Corinth was like that. And look what Paul said to the church there. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing, but To us for being saved, it is the power of God. So we must focus, men and women of God, and we must become intentional to make sure that we're preaching the cross of Jesus Christ and not mimicking and imitating the word in the world. I was beside myself with tears running down my face when I saw Churches out on the street repeating the same 
mantra that black lives matter. We want justice. We want change. We want peace. And I was wondering, what kind of a Bible are you reading? Honestly believe that by going out in the streets and chanting, we want justice, we want peace, we want change, that that's the way you're going to get justice and peace and change. The only time we're going to get peace, justice, and change is when we submit ourselves to the lordship of Jesus Christ and teach others to do the same. What does it mean when Paul told the church at Corinth, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Power of God for what? Power over sin. What is sin? Anything that is in opposition to God's will for your life is sin. Power over sin. When speaking to the church at Rome, the anointed man of God, Paul, told them in Romans 6, 12 to 14, therefore, do not allow, do not let sin reign. Be the Lord in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lust. Do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. See, the world would teach people you can't change from being or living an abominable lifestyle. You can't change from that. And heaven help you, if you want to change from that, then they hate you, hate you with a passion. Why? Because they're bound and they want you to be bound. But see, when you come under the Lord's reign, under the Lord's rule, under the Lord's authority, into the Lord's kingdom, he gives you power over sin and the devil. Amen. You no longer have to live the way that the devil had you living before. When you didn't know God, you had no choice. You had to be living as a slave. But when you come in touch with the Lord Jesus Christ and he sets you free by his blood and by the power of the Holy Spirit, you sin no longer has dominion does not have rule, does not dictate your life. Why do these people think, oh, you can never change. That's just the way that you were born. And No. No. When you meet Jesus, when you encounter him and the power of his Holy Spirit, change is always what's going to happen. Paul also said to the church at Rome, in Rome, Romans 8, 5 to 7, for those who live according to the flesh, listen, set their minds on the things of the flesh. Focus now. Be intentional to not allow your mind to have you living according to the flesh. Be intentional. What does intentional mean? It means to do something on purpose. It means to be deliberate about something. So be deliberate to set your mind on the things that are according to the spirit of God. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for he's not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. Okay? So I want you to focus. That's what the Spirit of God is saying tonight. And I want you to be intentional. Be deliberate. Paul tells the church at Ephesus. I'm using a lot of the teachings of Paul tonight. He tells the church at Ephesus. Be very careful, be intentional how you live, not as unwise, all right, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, 
but understand what the Lord's will is. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 17. Be careful. Be intentional. Be deliberate. Be purposeful. Don't live as unwise, but as wise. That's how come you and I have to pray before we leave our homes. And I don't mean two minutes. We are setting up our day to be ordered by the Spirit of God. We're being intentional. We're not just letting things just happen. We're asking God to to ordain our footsteps, to set our way for that day, making the most of every opportunity. God, help me to be alert, to see and to discern by the Spirit. Why? The days that you and I are living in are evil. We cannot be going about it foolishly. But we need to perceive and rightly discern and understand what God's will is for us in any given situation. And lastly, we need to be tenacious. So we're looking at focused, intentional, deliberate, purposeful, and then tenacious. What does tenacious mean? It means Tending to keep a firm hold of something, clinging or adhering closely, not readily relinquishing a position. It means to be principled, to be on a course of action, to be determined. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, Paul told the church at Corinth, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, I want you to stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. We need to be Like that dog that has its teeth on a tasty bone and don't that hold on that bone. Now, I'm using, that's not a biblical term, but you get my meaning. When you give a dog a nice bone, that dog is going to hold on to that bone as as long as it possibly can, and they will fight you if necessary for that bone. You and I, as that dog did that in the natural, you and I need to be tenacious concerning the things of God. We must stand firm. It's not just about you. It's about you first, but it's also about all that are in your sphere, in your environment, of influence. You need to stand firm so that you can be a good godly example to help them stand firm. Don't let anything move you. My father, I tell you, I have just been going through something that I have never gone through something as bad as this in my life. And one day I'm going to share, I cannot give you the details ever, but I can I can tell you about the experience without identifying the people, but it's about betrayal. It's about being constantly condemned and being, you know, manipulated or people trying to. And when they can't manipulate me, then they'll manipulate the person whom they can manipulate so that they can come against me. It's been horrible. It's been ugly. It's been demonic. It's been to the point that I'm saying, my father, people that I sacrificed my life for, and now those same people are telling me, oh, it's no big deal. No big deal. Things the enemy will bring in your way to destroy you, man and woman of God. But the word of the Lord today is 
stand firm. Don't even let those kinds of horrific betrayal experiences move you. Even if people try to sabotage you, they see you in good relationship with someone. They hate that. They are so jealous because of it. They go out of their way to hurt that, to kill that, to crush that, to destroy that, to scandalize your name. But always remember that God is there. God hears, God sees, and God understands in the end, God will stand for you when you are in the right and when you stood for God. Please know that when you labor in the gospel, your labor is not in vain. So some of you listening to me tonight have been thinking you want to just give up. You want to throw in the towel. You're tired. You're not being appreciated. You're not being thanked. People are ungrateful. People are going to be ungrateful. Just know that that is it. Don't do the work of God looking for thanks. Be grateful when you receive it, but know that a lot of people they don't have enough inside of them to be grateful. They're just not there. Or they're so full of themselves, or they're so prideful, they can't be grateful. You know, you and I don't know when the Lord's going to return, but we know that we're much closer than when we first came to the Lord. Amen? Luke twenty-one twenty-eight says it like this. And when these things begin to come to pass, all the things that we're encountering in whatever country you're in, all the things that you're seeing come to pass, I want you to, with me, look up. Lift up your heads, for our redemption is drawing close. We're much closer to the return of Jesus than you and I were ever before. Please, men and women of God, be focused. Keep your mind stayed on Jesus. Keep in prayer, keep in the word. Be intentional about how you conduct business. God sees what you're doing. Don't matter how much others may try to harm you, hurt you, belittle you, betray you, judge you, condemn you. That's okay. Leave them to Jesus. Love them. Forgive them. Keep going. You don't always have to have them close to you. Just forgive them and keep moving. And be intentional about what you do. Be purposeful. Be deliberate. And be tenacious. Do not give up God's call, God's anointing on you, God's favor on you. Do not give it up. Do not even give yourself cheaply. You don't belong to yourself. You don't belong to other people. You belong to God. And, Father, I pray for every man and woman that are listening to this broadcast right now. If they don't know you, help them to say yes to you and no to the devil. Help them to open up their hearts to you that your Holy Spirit might come in and be Lord over their lives. Father God, I bless every woman and man of God, every boy, every girl that says they are followers of you to be fit for this time, for this season. In Jesus' name we pray. May the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest, remain, and abide with you. Be fit for the purpose of God. Be focused, be intentional, and be tenacious. Until we meet again, God bless you. This is your sister Pearl in Reaching Out Radio. Bye-bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.